Hi, Hannah. Hey, Anna. Hey, so we've been talking about our identities as writers for a while now. I think it's time to do our podcast. That's a great idea, but what should we call it? Hmm. How about how about a play on the pen is mightier than the sword? Like the pen is that, that's it. The pen is. The pen is so many things. It's scary, it's honest, it's funny, and the pen lets us explore what it means to be a work in progress. <laughs> and hey, Hana, we are a work in progress. You said it. Let's get started. Okay. So I have a list of questions. Mm -hmm. They're probably not all the questions, but they're just, I, for me, it was helpful to kind of come up with a little bit of guidelines of like what I want to start with. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you have anything in mind in terms of like a structure for how this should go. I didn't necessarily go that route. It was, I felt like it was, I guess I thought I was going to go a little bit more for me. I thought I was going to go a little bit more organically mm -hmm. with um, just kind of starting to talk about your process with your prompt and um, the content and go from there. So um, I also can do either way as well. I just didn't think about doing it as uh, structured. I, well, and honestly, I mean, yeah. So my questions are mostly about your process, but mm -hmm. I, kind of wanted to start since this is our first time doing this um to start with um just like the broader questions around you and your relationship to writing okay yeah um so at, at some point if we do want to make this into some kind of podcast we'll have to come up with a name and we'll have to yes I suppose introducing ourselves um, you know hello my name is Hannah Binder I am you know a, a currently unemployed American in Germany and I'm going to be talking today about my writing prompt and asking you some questions about yours and I am a white woman in her 30s I just recently took a shower, so my hair is really damp and kind of crazy because it's a little humid and hot today. Um, and I am sitting in my living room on our couch. Normally, my dog would be right next to me, but she has chosen to go lie on the ground, um, I guess, to indicate her disapproval that we're not going outside <laughs> for uh, a walk right now. Ooh, can I do one? Oh, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. Okay, I like that. So, yeah, I want I want to hear what you have. Okay, that's fun. Uh, my name is Anna Bradley, and I am uh, a white woman in my mid-30s who lives in America, in Oregon. I am a fifth-generation Oregonian, and I am... Uh, <clears throat> I work in procurement and I am an herbalist and so I work to procure herbal uh, bulk herbs for a nationally known company and I am it's actually earlier for me I it's it's 8 a.m ish and I am just waking up I woke up an hour ago by my child attempting to open my door to my bedroom because he wanted his pajamas changed because he peed in them. Um, and I am in my office that is a really 
delightful color of periwinkle. And this is my, my little safe space where I have my tinctures of herbs, my art supplies, my altar, and also my desk, the computer. And in the background, I hear Winnie the Pooh from my five-year-old who is sitting and watching a movie as we speak so that I can actually uh, partake in this <laughs> discussion. And I'm sitting in my little sundress or what I call my house dress because it's uh, comfortable and one that I wouldn't normally wear outside just because there's holes in it and it's frumpy and uh, delightfully uh, airy for the summertime. And I am sitting incorrectly in my ergonomic uh, kneel chair. I'm actually sitting <laughs> on it with my feet on the parts where my knees should go so that I'm actually more comfortable than sitting in it correctly. I feel like that's how what we had in one of those ergonomic chairs when I was growing up. And I, at least 50% of the time, I sat <laughs> incorrectly. So It's really uncomfortable. It, like, I go numb. <laughs> But it's how is that ergonomic? I feel like you're doing what needs to be done. Also, <laughs> point out that I am also wearing my frumpy house dress that's super comfortable that I would never <laughs> outside. So yes. even half a world away, uh, somehow we have managed. To <laughs> Yay! I love it. Yeah. Oh, I also have to say my pronouns. My pronouns are she, hers, they, them. Um, okay, so then. Anything else you want to just cover in our intro before we get into the nitty? I think we fairly well covered it. Okay. I feel like something's missing at this point, so yeah. Okay. Um, so can I ask the question first? Sure. It's my first question for you. It's a two-parter. Mm -hmm. um, what do you want to get out of this discussion and what are your expectations and goals for our conversation? And that can be either just today or kind of like the long-term project of doing this on a recurring basis. Mm -hmm. So tell me, uh, read me the first part of the question again. Uh, just what do you want to get out of this discussion? Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll start there. So um, it was interesting, can I just like, like should I explain my process a little bit at this point, or do you want me to wait for that? Um, I mean, so my thought was kind of like start super broad and then okay. if narrow. And then narrow in. Okay. If Got you want to go a different way, then that's totally yeah. fine. No, it's totally fine. Um, okay. So I just, I'm just trying to like tease apart what I want to say. So what do I want to yeah. get out of the process? Um, in particular for this, this particular prompt, I... I think I would be really fascinated to hear um, about your reaction to what I was writing about, especially for the fact that what I wrote in this prompt is during a time that I knew you um, really well because we uh, we lived together for the first three years of our college careers, uh, though the year that I am specifically talking about in this prompt we didn't live together, however, I feel like we were the closest. Um, so I'm really excited to hear your perspective on what I wrote in this prompt, um, because I, I, I just, as I was writing this, thinking about you reading it, I realized I really don't know what your perspective was on me as a person then, and especially me going through what I was going through. Um, and. And I would love to hear your side of it and, and maybe some things that I've never thought about and or uh, didn't know that you noticed within me or my situation or circumstances. And so I think 
getting that feedback from you is going to be really enlightening um, for me as just primarily looking back upon my past and my path of, and choices that I had made and who I was then and how that, those insights might be able, might uh, and probably could change my, di my story um, or who I thought I was then and how that affects me today. Okay. And what was the second part of that? So then what are your kind of expectations and goals? And I, I guess I'll, I'll rephrase it a little bit. What are your expectations and goals for kind of the broader project that we've discussed. Okay, so broader, really, the, the project in its, in its entirety. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think how I want to say this. Uh, <clears throat> I'm still like, in, in those beginning throws of exactly what shape this project wants to take. Mm -hmm. And I say that in terms of I'm trying to live my life right now with as, as little expectation as possible, as, as much in the flow as I can, uh -huh. so that I am not attempting to control um, outcomes or whatever, you know, from my perspective, whatever spirit wants, you know, whatever, whatever the flow of spirit is and so that I am not inserting, uh, quote unquote, my ego into this to, to make it a certain way so that I stay comfortable or so that I think I know what I need or want. Um, and I like the idea of, of overlaying that perspective onto this project because I feel like whatever it is that we cultivate within um, working together with going deeper within our own writings. So, so one aspect is how can we support each other with our writing? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I like the idea of potentially using these writing prompts, not only for uh, you know topics of interest within ourselves, but also maybe trying different styles of writing so that we can start um, using this as a way to, to gain a toolbox in um, specifically with writing. However, because we have the idea about making this into a podcast, um, I also see this as the, the fertile grounds of creating content for whatever that po podcast might be because if we're just going into saying, hey, let's just do a podcast because we fun because we have fun together, yeah, that's great. And how can we actually make this, this podcast interesting, uh, relevant, and gain an audience? Um, because we are talking about topics that, that are passionate for us, mm -hmm. um, either as individuals or together as we, we, we move through this process. So I think that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> okay, cool. No, it's helpful for me because I want, you know, um, I, the more I understand where your perspective is right now, um, the clearer it is for me, you know, both where we share um, kind of a common understanding already, where we might diverge a little bit, um, but also so that, you know, hopefully we don't end up going down some mm. that like neither of us want to go down. Right. 
active and then we have to kind of reel it back in and you know start start the process over but no I like your idea of um kind of like an absence of expectations or goals to um be more in the moment right yeah and I I'd like to turn around those questions on you so I can hear and get recorded what you want out of both of those questions that you just gave to me. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm curious for this first conversation. Um, so one of the questions I want to ask you after this is um, if you tend to share your writing with other people. Um, so as, as an editor, um, I think I, you know, having worked as an editor in the past and currently, um, I don't do a lot of my own writing. Mm. And when I do, I tend to keep it very much to myself. So like, basically, since my last school paper, I have yet to write something that I am comfortable with other people reading. And so mm. I, um, a little anxious, but also very curious and excited to get your thoughts because this is the first time that I will hear someone talking about something that I've written um, really ever, especially talking about it beyond the context of just like a grade and whether I made the right arguments for an assignment. Mm -hmm. That'll be, that'll be really interesting. Um, and then, yeah, I'm hoping to kind of get more comfortable with it. I really like what you said about kind of exploring our craft as writers as sort of the longer term, um, you know, one of the longer term effects of this process. And um, I like the idea of experimenting with different types of writing. That is really interesting to me. Um, and especially types of writing that don't feel as natural. Like I am not a poet nor a fan really of most <laughs> so at some point if we like move from prose into poetry that'll be uncomfortable in a good way I think mm -hmm. um to kind of push push my boundaries that way um if you're open to it no pressure um and yeah then to also have that opportunity because I I always enjoy our conversation so much and this is just like a different uh, adds a slightly different angle to to those conversations and maybe allows us to explore topics that we wouldn't normally discuss or normally discuss as in depth. Um, mm -hmm. We have such, yeah, such focused prompts. So yeah, that's, that's it. Great. So, Lovely. I'm going to keep going with my questions as long as. Yes. Um, so what is your history with writing and do you consider yourself a writer? Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, so writing is something that I feel has always been a draw. And one in the back of my head of a bucket list goal is, is to write at least one book and or become an author. It's kind of this um, pie in the sky view or idea that has always kind of followed me along in my life's path of I'm going to write a book one day. And I've had many stories go through my brain. My biggest issue is writing those stories down. <laughs> um, I do recall a moment in middle school where we wrote a, a piece that was sent to a competition. And I wrote it about, it was a fictional piece that I wrote about my grandmother. And 
I remember how much I enjoyed doing that. Um, and then another time in middle school, I still kept this hilarious short story that I wrote that was in, in the style of R.L. Stein because I was reading <laughs> oh, <R. L>. all <laughs> those teenage, like ridiculous books. And like my writing style was emulating exactly his. And I, I, I just found it and was quite impressed that my 13 year old self, um, even though it was, it was very basic, you know, uh, very simplistic, yet my writing was fairly mature for a 13-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, so that being said, I am a songwriter. So as a musician, I, I have been writing music since, <clears throat> I guess, since 2005, I started writing music. And so I do write a lot more poetry-like um, style. And um, my aunt actually is just starting to, her life's pur purpose was eventually to, to write books. And she spent her whole life in school administration and being a teacher. But once she retired a few years ago, she finally decided it was her time. And she's already published three books in a five-year span. And uh, I was really touched from her first book, she added me to her, 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 what do you call those thank yous? The, um, dedication, dedications, I guess, whatever people do. Um, and she thanked me as a fellow writer for, um, for going through the process with her, for reading her, her manuscript and helping her do some just very unprofessional informal editing, um, and idea swaps. And, um, she considers me a writer and I feel extremely privileged and honored to have somebody of her caliber um, view me as a peer, as a writer. Did that change your perception of yourself seeing, like seeing it in writing that, sh that a writer who you respect considers you a writer? Yeah, I was a bit floored because I, I see myself as so I don't, I don't even want to say informal. I want to say uh, almost, uh, almost like a writing fraud that like I, I love to write and yet I have a really hard time actually sitting down and doing it. But when I do do it, I mean, I, I kept a blog for years and every time I do write, I feel uh, cathartic. I, I, I feel like a, a scratch has been itched. However, the motivations piece of actually like sitting down and having, because I'm having a spinning story go through my head um, is at times debilitating because I don't actually follow through. I understand that. And I don't even have a five-year-old to keep <laughs> constantly distracted. <laughs> I don't think with our like minds, we need a five-year-old to distract it. No, that's true. <laughs> Just life distracts us. <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah oh. uh so my next question then was do you tend to share your writing with other people and um how do you and if yes or no like how do you feel about that yeah I mean other than like the blog posts I've written either for my personal blog or a blog at work or other work related content um, and other than songs that I actually manifest into a song and perform um, 
I don't share with anyone. Like the probably the only person I have so far shared anything really with is my aunt. Um, and that's just a couple pieces over the years. But otherwise, I have journals upon journals upon journals of a lot of it is just, you know, the stylistic journaling rather than, you know, a think piece or, or a story. Um, however, if I, if I go, go through my notebooks and, and, and find pieces of material, no one's ever seen it. So I, I don't, to answer your question in general, nobody sees my writing. Okay. Were those your questions? Uh, no, I have yeah. more, but. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, but before I continue going on, I'll share yeah. a little bit. Of, yeah. Um, my writing history, I'm putting that in quotes, and if I, you know, same questions. Uh, yeah. So I don't really have much of a writing history. Uh, you know, I went through the phase in mostly middle school where I had a lot of emotions and needed an outlet to to share them um and so that was usually through poetry funnily enough since I am not <laughs> a poetry fan these days but um but never really showed them to anyone I think I might have tried to like submit a couple of them to um like those poetry anthologies that are just a way to make money for people. Um, so yeah, but I, when I was younger, like so around probably middle school, I thought about wanting to be a writer as a profession. Um, you know, it's in school, I always wrote fairly well in assignments. Um, and then yeah, eventually ended up studying communications and public relations, went into editing. So I've definitely been kind of writing adjacent, but never um, like my own original thoughts. Um, and you're talking about like the motivation piece and like the self-discipline piece, I guess. It's <laughs> definitely my Achilles heel because I'll come up with ideas of things that I want to write, you know, mm -hmm. floating around in the back of my head. Um, a topic on reimagining the professional arc in American, you know, capitalism um, and reimagining retirement and yeah, have not even written one word. Right. I do, however, have in some computer somewhere an unfinished romance novel manuscript that I remember starting <laughs> nice. in high school. Because, of course, in my mind, this must be super easy to write. And I could just write these and, you know, have this be like a side job. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I started to write it. And I was like, oh, this actually takes work. And, again, self-discipline and <laughs> <laughs> things I definitely did not have in spades when I was a kid. <laughs> They've been, yeah, unfinished for 20 years now. Uh, but... I, so I think I told you in one of our previous conversations with COVID lockdown, I've had more time on my hands. And so I've been trying to kind of push myself to do some things, writing being one of them. Um, and so I've been just kind of occasionally sitting down and taking, a, a, you know, half an hour here, an hour there to just write whatever I'm thinking about at the time. And it's been really satisfying. Um, but I have also not 
shown it to anyone and I hate rewriting or rereading my own stuff. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. Um, and so I am excited to, like I think I mentioned earlier, to hear your thoughts, but it's definitely mm -hmm. a, a first for me um, to share with someone else writing that's not just like, you know, something that I've written as part of my job as a tech editor and writer. So I don't know that I consider, consider myself a writer right now. I think it's like I am developing writing as a pursuit, a hobby, but I'm not yet at the point where I feel like I do it often enough or like mm -hmm. to, to have that as part of my identity. And do you, would you like, or are you toying with the idea of eventually writing something more professionally, like uh, to publish? Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, that, that idea for that article has definitely been in the back of my mind. That has more to do with my um, post-editing career in geriatrics. Um, and yeah, so I don't know that I have as much of a passion as I, as like 15 year old Hannah did to um, like write as a, as a profession, but I think it'd be cool to um, like add writing to my list of experiences that I have had professionally. So I wouldn't mm -hmm. say no. And yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of a wishy-washy answer, but <laughs> Best well, I, I didn't. Right now. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually realize you had done such professional editing, which uh, I have to admit, on one hand, makes me nervous, <laughs> and on on the other, elated because uh, I can. I I I will value your editing prowess. I mean, let's not uh, let's not blow it out of proportion. I will. <laughs> You know, so professionally, I was a technical editor for uh, documents for the National Environmental Policy Act. So it was a lot of very technical language. Um, the stuff that I edit now is in the world of development as a freelancer. So again, a lot of jargon. Mm. Not, it's not like edge of your seat, keep you up all night reading because you need to find out the next thing that happens. Um, so grammar, I'm, you know, I've got down pretty well, but in terms of like, um, you know, sort of the more artistic license type stuff or finding your voice or something, which yes. you, you definitely have a very developed voice and I really loved um, getting to see that. Um, you know, I, I don't have as much experience with, but also don't be, yeah, no, no pressure whatsoever. I think you did a fantastic job just to give you a little, um, <laughs> our future conversation um today and i really enjoyed it so thank you i um and i will definitely talk to you more about your piece as well i i had a a memory kind of come bounce back as you were talking about that and i was thinking back to when i was living in the dorms at u of o um and it was at the time this the term where my roommate switched and i was living with um my friend emily who was a, a a fellow Baker Cityite, mm -hmm. um, and in school, I always, always struggled with all of the writing I had, and I, I do use the word had to do, 
it mainly because I, I didn't feel myself as a strong argumentative writer or a research paper, paper writer. Um, and I'm just going to share my writing insecurity. It, the biggest part of that is I, I don't see my, my brain as, as that more of a, the logical side of, of making a point or uh, a research paper to divulge information in a way that it just seems so dry and I feel inadequate in my ability to, um, to write something concise and um, provocative and yet also accurate. And so I remember just, just getting stuck and frozen when I had to write uh, papers in school. But what my biggest insecurity, and I'm curious about what yours is, is um is my grammar just because um while i do see myself as a fairly medium to high um <laughs> i want to say a word that doesn't even is not even a grammatist a grammar <laughs> grammar it so there uh, is a word grammarian but grammarian it's is so it? like old-fashioned that yeah. I feel like you can you can grammatist whatever you feel like whatever strikes <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I have a hard time with, I guess, maybe <laughs> rules um, and specifics. And even in school, I recall like high school, you know, learning, learning grammar and learning proper writing etiquette. While I, I understand it as mostly as basic stuff, I'm, I'm very good at spelling. I, I am, I have a, you know, a fairly high vocabulary, but I get caught up on structure on, you know, where do you put a comma and sentences and always saying, oh, this is a run-on sentence. And for me, I think why I get hung up on that kind of stuff is because I prefer to write as, as you had called with, with my voice and like what I hear in my head. Um, as if I was speaking it, because with with my acting background, um, it makes it it makes the writing more alive if you can if you can actually speak it and and you can and, and not only if you're reading it silently you can hear somebody speaking it eloquently in your head, and so I I think I do have more of a unique voice and I often maybe don't feel prideful about that unique voice. I feel self-conscious about it because it is more unique and people sometimes can't follow it maybe. Um, but my, so the bottom line is my insecurity is my grammar and sentence structure and, you know, hoping that people can actually follow what I'm reading because even if I, if I follow it, it doesn't mean somebody else can. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Do you want to share your writing insecurity or did you, or do you feel like you already kind of did that? Um, I'm trying to figure out how to put it into words. I just mm -hmm. know that I hate the idea of people reading it. <laughs> that I've written. Um, but I'm trying to like figure out how to concretely express why there is, I do feel a little bit of pressure as someone who like has been an editor for a living and has like, you know, you're, you're told things as a kid about who you are, and then it's hard to kind of let those go and just become yourself and outside of people's expectations. And so I think being told when I was a kid that I wrote well, now I feel like, oh my goodness, I have everything I ha write has to be the most amazing thing ever, or I'm a failure. Uh, mm -hmm. 
And so if no one ever reads what I write, especially the, the things that I write that I care about, then I don't have to worry about being confronted with their falling short of my own expectations of excellence. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? No, I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I did want to mention when I, I want to say this before, when you were talking about your also lack of motivation and, and, and your struggle with that through your life, I was taking my ADHD drug. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Next week, we dive into our first writing prompts with Anna reflecting on her single life in college and Hannah thinking about the role of trauma in international diplomacy. This podcast has been another episode of The Pen Is, with your hosts Anna Bradley and Hannah Binder, and technical support provided by Julia Einersen. Thanks, as always, for spending some time with us as we learn about ourselves as writers and humans. You can find new episodes weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. We love hearing from others about their own experiences with writing. Please feel free to email us at annahannapodcast at gmail.com. Until next week, keep that pen busy.